1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. And that means it's time for music news. The one and only Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Nice to be with the A team again. The A team is in. Man. They are. <laughs> Those guys don't even know we call it that, do they? They don't. No. Uh, you know, they don't listen when they're on vacation. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> they hear enough of themselves. <laughs> in more ways than one. Exactly. So, what's going on? Well, I think I think you know uh, this week it was the really was the beginning of the music awards season week. Uh, American Music Award nominations were announced yesterday. As usual, you know these are very poppy awards. Even the you know the categories are favorite, not outstanding, not best, but the favorite artist, favorite new artist, and all of that. Um, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Drake were the leading nominees with six nominations each. Uh, in the rock in the rock field, you're looking at Imagine Dragons, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Main Skin, Foo Fighters, Lumineers. Uh, Kate Bush actually got a favorite rock song nomination for Running Up That Hill, which was revived by Stranger Things this year on Netflix. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But you know, this is this is an award show. I think the the rock and roll crowd, you know, kind of pays tacit attention to. Uh, it's not you know, it's not the biggest rock event of the year uh, more likely you know that and that happens in the grammy awards with the, which this year released what i guess you call the long list the ballot from which the final nominees will be tallied and so everybody you know and this is this is scores and dozens and hundreds of things that the voters go through from which to compile the final ballot that will be announced in the middle of november a lot of speculation about what's going to happen. Uh, some people are, think that this is going to be a Beyonce versus Adele uh, year. They both had new albums out, you know, a lot of hype on them. Uh, some people think Harry Styles might come up on the outside, you know, to, to break that logjam. Taylor Swift did submit her Red the Taylor's edition as a new album. You know, she went back and she's been re-recording her old, or her old albums, so she submitted the new version of Red for that. People think that has a chance. Uh, who you won't see is Drake and Weekend, who are true to their vows to not submit to the Grammy Awards and direct their people and their record companies not to submit. They have a chip on their shoulder about it, so they're they're not on the submissions list. Bruno Mars, uh, which actually won a couple of the major Grammys last year, uh, did not. He did not submit their album. Uh, to the Grammys, really? Bruno Mar- yeah, Bruno Mars made. What's the uh, what's the chip? Well, I don't think they have a chip. I'm sorry, I think I said Bruno Mars. Silk Sonic, uh, that's Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. They won. Okay. They won a couple of Grammys last year, um, and it's not really a chip. I think they, you know, at least in the statement they made, is uh, we love. You know, it was so great that we were, you know, able to be at the Grammys last year and to perform. Anything after that is icing on the cake, and that includes winning awards. Now, I think uh, part part behind this is that uh, that album they put out called An Evening with Silk Sonic, it was kind of slight. 
you know, it was only, it wasn't, it didn't really feel like a full album. It felt like a long EP. And I don't know, maybe somebody's just thinking that, you know, maybe we're better off not submitting, not taking part in it, rather than than submitting and losing. Who was it uh, that last year, someone stepped down and said that they'd rather give someone else a chance to win? Um, that, 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 I think, wasn't that Bruno? Was that Bruno last year? I think I, that was Bruno. I thought it was year. an older, like Springsteen or someone. No, I don't think it was aside. that. I have to go okay. back and look. You know, you, you, your memory blurs. Yeah. Um, you know, a year. Well, it's not quite a year. It's been, what, 10 months since the Grammys. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Um, you know, middle of November, we'll know who the Grammy nominees are. If people who want to vote in the Academy Music Awards, the website is voteama.com. Okay. And if you're a rocker, you know there are some rock people on the on the there are rock categories. So they won't show them on uh, broadcast, though. Uh, I think they they show one of them. You know they don't show both, but but one of them. It depends. You know, if they, like if they get the Red Hot Chili Peppers to perform, that category may well be on the broadcast. Yeah. So so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Blake Shelton stepping down as the coach of as as the coach really on The Voice. He's the only one left from the original group that started in 2011. Uh, we'll have him to kick around a little bit longer. He's doing this season. He's in the midst of season 22, and he will be the judge on season 23, along with Kelly Clarkson and Niall Horan from One Direction and Chance the Rapper. That's going to be an interesting panel. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, Blake, Blake pretty much you know, came came out and said, you know, it's been a good long run. You know, he had nothing but gratitude and graciousness about it. And, uh, you know, it's time to move on. Like I say, he's the only one of the originals. Doesn't mean he won't be back at some point. They all seem to, to make their way back to it. You know, well, it's a, a cushy job. For a season or two, it is. And you're on TV. And, you know, I suspect he, you know, he wants to get back to maybe focusing more on being an artist uh, he, I understand, he also has some acting opportunities. So, hmm. so that you know, we I think we can understand that. Sure. Uh, Ringo, Ringo Starr has canceled the remaining dates on his tour. You'll you'll remember he was diagnosed with COVID and had to had to cancel a bunch of dates. And then there were four left: three in California, one in Mexico City. He posted a message yesterday saying, "You'll be as surprised as I was. I tested positive again for COVID. Rest of the tour is off. I send you peace and love." So, so much for that. It was a tough year for him because yeah. he they had uh, they had originally uh, scheduled dates at the beginning of the year that had to be postponed, and then they had this big fall tour, and that was postponed. You know, he just you know canceled a number of those dates, and now canceling the whole thing so yeah we wish him a speedy recovery mm-hmm. is he is he sick i mean um you know he didn't really elaborate on how he's feeling just that he was i you know he was he tested positive yeah. and when that happens you can't you know you, you can't do the tours this is right when you see when you see bands and artists postponing dates and they, even if they just say for health reasons by and large, it's going to be going to be COVID, and you just can't have right. you know a, a touring group out there like that. Uh, Steve, the feud between Steve Perry and Journey um, has taken another wrinkle. Uh, <laughs> la- last week, we reported about how Steve Perry is suing Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain for trademarking twenty Journey song titles, you know, for use as T-shirts, uh, whatever else. Um, you know, he's saying that this violates an agreement. That they that they had that that it had to be unanimous uh, for anybody to to make a move like this. Well, you know the 
uh, Sean and Kane fired back last week. This week it's Neil's wife, Michaela, who posted an open letter online to Steve. And actually, by her standards, you know, a fairly straightforward saying, saying, look, you know, why don't you, instead of going to court, why don't you talk to Neil? Why don't you answer his phone calls? Why don't you, you know, respond to his outreaches and maybe the two of you can work this out? You know, fair, fair enough. Well, why is she it, reaching out to to him she, instead she of Neil? Involved, she gets involved in, in most things, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she things never really get better when the wives get involved, do they? Usually, in these you know, kind of situations? Not a, great, not a great history of that, no. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is like I say, this, this particular open letter to Steve Perry is, is fairly reasonable. And, you know, it does not say, you know, Steve, you ignorant, whatever, um, you know, just encourage it encourages, you know, them to to work it out. Uh, Neil Sean also chimed in on Facebook, you know, saying, you know, basically saying that Steve Perry wanted to do this himself anyway. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and uh, he also is. He also, yeah. So it's, you know, it's basically and the, and the bottom line here is well, and also in Michaela's note, she and then later Neil um, brought up the the thing something we'd heard about before, which is the current that agreement that Steve Perry is citing. Neil and Jonathan Cain felt they were forced to sign in before they went on stage. This was back in like 1983. Manager came to him and said, "Hey, Steve's not going on stage unless you sign this." You know, wow, not going on stage tonight, not going on stage now, <laughs> unless you sign this. So they felt like they had to sign that agreement under duress in the first place. Sure. And, you know, this is all part and parcel of what we've been talking about for a few years now, how the uh, the drummer and bass player tried to pull a palace coup, you know, and take control of the band that, uh, you know, Neil and Jonathan were able to fight off. That never uh, works just, out either, drummers yeah. and bass players trying to take uh, over. Uh, just a mess. Unless you're Paul McCartney, I guess, maybe. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, so it's it's a mess over there in, in Journey World. Meanwhile, you know, listen, they put out an album this year, their first one in a long time. They toured. Uh, they have tour dates set up for next year. So, you know, Journey, the journey continues, um, even, even if the fighting does. Uh, quite a bit of Rolling Stones uh, news. Uh, Mick and Keith have been spotted walking in and out of Electric Lady Studios. Uh, with with Steve Jordan, you know the drummer who stepped in after Charlie Watts died, uh, this past the past couple of weeks. So that leads us to believe that work on the first their first new album, first album of new material since 2005, is is continuing wow. and underway. Interesting, Ryan. Interestingly, Ryan Tedder, uh, you know who's you know who's more of a kind of a pop guy. He's you know songwriter. He has his own band, but he's also written for. Portugal the man, John Legend, Alicia Keys. He has written with you too, uh, as well. He he posted something earlier in the week that said, you know, the new Stones album is going to blow your mind. So proud. Stay tuned. He since deleted that, but that's an indication hmm. that that they are working with others on this. Uh, meanwhile, there's a new book out called The Stone Age, in which Mick Jagger has been branded yet again as a bisexual icon. Uh, this claims he had a, he had affairs not only with David Bowie but also with Keith Richards yeah. and the other and the other Rolling Stones guitar player Mick Taylor. Come on, really? They, well, he's been talked about and reported <laughs> and never fully confirmed. Okay. Uh, so you know, who knows? The swinging '60s uh, in London were you're, were swinging.
How does and, Keith uh, feel about this coming out? He, no, nobody said anything. Okay. So like I say, these are things, and it's not the first time we're hearing about these, um, but the, you know, they've never been confirmed either, so go figure. Of a less prurient nature, how this week is Charlie's Good Tonight. This is the authorized biography of Charlie Watts and a really nice book, a British author named Paul Sexton, who, who actually had initially been approached to write it as an autobiography with Charlie, and then Charlie passed away, but the, uh, the family you know, stayed with, with this author. Huh. And uh, so it's, it, it's quite a good read. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Black Crows seem to be settling the lawsuit with their former drummer, Steve Gorman. Uh, you know, he was with the band from the beginning, you know, from 1991 until really 2014. Uh, Chris and Rich Robinson uh, decided to go out on their own. On their own. And uh, Steve Gorman, who, of course, wrote a tell-all memoir of his own about his days in the Black Crows, sued them for unpaid royalties and uh, they've issued a statement this week, the Gorman brothers, saying that you know they they've been in nego- they've been engaged in negotiations and settlement talks, and that all seems to be working out. Well, good. So here's hope. And uh, Blink One Eighty Two announced their reunion this week. Tom DeLonge, the guitarist, is back in the band. He was out for a few years. Uh, they've released a new song called Edging. They're going to drop a new album next year and go on tour. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, punk, next time you're, well, may, well, we don't know if it'll be the next time we're in Vegas, but pretty soon you'll be able to go to Las Vegas and see a punk rock museum. Uh, Fat, Fat Mike uh, from the band No Effects and the, and the record label Fat Records uh, is working to open a 12,000 square foot museum that will be memorabilia. He's already had some contributions from Debbie Harry Blondie, Rise Again, Sum 41, uh, Devo. He's got backing from the Foo Fighters and Nirvana, Tony Hawk, uh, the guys that founded the Warp Tour, and he said it's going to be pretty wide open to anybody. Uh, his line is, "If you're a punk band, you are effing in it." Carrie <laughs> had this earlier in the week in in news, and they, uh, there's going to be like an interactive area where you can actually play the instruments. Yeah, yeah, he's he's modeling some of it after you know some of the things they've done with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, which is pretty interesting. Can you do that there? You can you can play instruments. Yeah, up? they have they have a like a studio set up. Really, and, I didn't know uh, that. That's cool. Yeah, no, and it's uh, it's pretty good. And uh, yeah, so you'll be able to do that. Um, ACDC has released a couple of things in the ACDC front. They've they're releasing a set of silver coins minted by the Australian government to mark the band's 50th anniversary. It's one one dollar coin and a set of 20 cent coins. Uh, housed in this little flight case, and it's reproductions of all their album arts. It'll cost you, uh, I think it's about $110, what it winds up, and you can go to mintcoinshop.au for that. Wow. Man, if you you could go back in time and tell people that ACDC album covers were going to be on uh, actual coins, I mean, you know, back in the day, everyone, people thought they were satanic, and the album covers were awful. They had the whole, yep. And now, now they're they're minted in official government coinage. <laughs> and how about this? A a children's ABC book. It's the ACDC high voltage ABCs book. A is for Angus. B is for Brian. C is for Cliff. I don't think I don't think A oh, is for like, Highway to Hell because it's a kid's right. book. Or B is for Blood. You know, that, you want Blood? You got it. That's coming out November 11th. <laughs> A so, children's yeah, book. A children's wow. book, which 
Which, yeah. interestingly, so all the stories said that, you know, the guys in ACDC had checked off on it. I was interviewing Brian Johnson yesterday because he has him, his memoir coming out the end of this month. He knew nothing about this book. Really? It was, it was news <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What? Uh, children's book? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It was completely news to him. That's hilarious. His, his book, by the way, is a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. And uh, have you heard the new Queen song? I have. I have it. It's it's good. It sounds like I, you, it's called Face It Alone. Came out this week. Uh, it's Freddie. It's from the. Uh, uh, it's from you know sessions back in I think uh, 1989. It was done for the Miracle album, and you know we, we've heard this was coming uh, for a few months, and it's good. I can hear why it wasn't necessarily part of the the, the original album. You know, good song, not a great song, but nice to hear Freddie Mercury's voice yeah. playing with Queen again. They are releasing this uh, humongous miracle box set uh, later in the fall. It's like five or eight discs, um, you know, with outtakes and demos, this song, of course, and a bunch of other things. All right. So, uh, yeah. We'll look for it. And uh, anything else to wrap up the, this week's yeah. report, Gary? Uh, if we want a quick laugh, uh, so if you bought a physical copy of Slipknot's new album, <laughs> and your cover says "the end for now," the end for now, it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> the actual title is "the end so far," but apparently, a large number of these, the covers of the physical product, uh, have the wrong title on them, and they come in different pictures. You know, so there are there are people who went out and bought like the whole set. <laughs> Of, of covers for this album, and they've posted online that, like, they're all wrong. Really? Well, yeah. they're probably worth more, right? Those are. Uh, you know, they will be. It was a large pressing, so they, you know, they. it's not necessarily a rarity, but it's still pretty fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Gary. All right. You have a great week, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right. We're, we're playing your uh, Spartans tomorrow, by the way, too. Yeah. Um, so. You know, enjoy the win. <laughs> All right, Gary. Have a great weekend. You too. Gary Graff, our music experts. Get them every Friday morning.